This is CliffCentral.com. Yes, it is indeed. It is Monday. It is 3 o'clock, and that means we are coming to you live from CliffCentral.com. My name is Dean Boerter. This is the Inspired Youth SA show, proudly brought to you, of course, by CliffCentral.com, as well as Pride Factor. We have some interesting guests in the house today, and, of course, remembering that... uh, Every Monday, what it is that we do is we talk about the youth. It's all about the youth engaging with adult listeners, professionals, educators, influencers, and officials to show them their thoughts, their talents, their concepts, opinions, and obviously just advice for a greater future in general. Today, we're going to be talking to three very special guests, two sisters and one young man that I've known for a rather long time. So it's always nice to have someone in the in the house that uh, there's a bit of a relationship with. Today, we're talking about talent, how people uh, come about talent. Are you born with it? Is it something that is brought upon as life and training goes on? Or how do you enhance your talent? So joining me in the studio, the first guest up and running is Mr. Matthew Bromley. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) Okay, so the mic is on. Stoked to be here. Matt, you are not someone we would normally see in Johannesburg. Yes, no, I definitely love being on the coast and yeah, uh, yeah, I love the ocean, grew up uh, on the beach and that's where I feel most comfortable. So inland is a bit different for me. I'm sure it is. I'm (laughs) sure it is. So for all you guys out there, Matthew Bromley is straight up, straight to the point, a professional surfer. That has been doing some very, very interesting stuff through his professional surfing career, uh, from free surfing to making videos and doing all kinds of things. And we now find him here in very sunny Joburg uh, with the launch of a new movie. Yes. Yeah. So um, tonight we're going to be launching my film Risky Ripples. Yes. Uh, this is the fourth premiere that we've had uh, in the country. And yeah, we're very excited. It's going to be down at Rosebank at 7 p.m. tonight. Um, yeah. Okay, so okay, so the the fourth premiere so far. Yes. Where have you been so far, and where are you off to next? So on Wednesday we had um, the opening at the Lobby Theatre in Cape Town, and we rented out two screens. It was an amazing turnout. We had 500 plus people there, and it was really incredible. Like for me, um, traveling around and chasing these big waves is is incredible. But when you bring it back home to the the home audience, and yeah. and you see people getting stoked and inspired like that's where it all it all happens for me yeah. uh then two nights later we went up to port elizabeth we had a showing there in a mexican restaurant following that we were at takazulu in durban and then tonight we have the end off in Joburg. now how did the durban crew take to take to the movie yeah the durban guys were super excited um I, the guys when i show them the big crazy barrels i'm getting they always get inspired to go out on slightly bigger days and push their limits a bit harder so it's always awesome brilliant brilliant okay is tonight the last last launch yeah tonight's the last the last launch and it's always interesting coming to Joburg because obviously uh there's not a lot of practicing surfers here because we're so from the far from the coast but i did a premiere here about a year and a half ago and i saw all the old surfers who are stuck working here putting on their old surf t-shirts again (laughs) wiping off the dust and telling me all their old surf stories so it's awesome well that's why i've got my shorts on today i must be honest these legs haven't seen the sun in quite a while but uh yeah okay so i mean matthew you you come from very interesting background obviously surfing has been in your veins and in your blood and in your life um, from father etc etc so give us a bit of a background just from from my side 
Um, Matthew and I obviously grew up together in Komaki, or not obviously, but grew up together in Komaki. I remember emceeing a couple of contests and commentating sporting events, and Matthew Bromley was always one of the boys in the final. There was a couple of uh, very familiar faces. You then jumped onto the big wave bandwagon side of things, and yes. the, the whole world took kind of a different turn. Yes. So just take us through that as to... As a talented youngster coming out of somewhere like Komaki, where there's a hotbed of surfing talent without a doubt, and then obviously choosing, are you going to go professional? Is this a career? Is it a hobby? Is it a habit? Is it contest? Is it free surfing? Just give us a little bit of a breakdown as to who you are and how Mm. you've taken your talents and turned them into your career and lifestyle. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I started surfing. I got sponsored first at the age of 12 and I started doing the competitions then. That, that was when we moved to the beach in Komaki mm-hmm. and my love for surfing just took off. I surfed every day, no matter rain, wind, sun. Um, and I loved it. Um, so I did competitions and I really enjoyed it. But, uh, as I went along, I really felt like my true passion wasn't really being used in the, in the contest arena because yeah. the contests are about high performance, small wave surfing. And I love the bigger stuff. And, um, I had a, quite a pivotal moment. Um, there's a wave called Dungeons in Cape Town, which is the, the, ultimate big wave in South Africa yeah. and um, it's a very scary place breaks out in the middle of the ocean huge huge waves it is a uh, very scary place <laughs> I've yeah. been out there on a boat more than once and that's all I would do on a boat yeah yeah, yeah. okay uh, Carol um, yeah so I mean to put in context they've had waves written out there that have been 60 to 70 foot high um, and I had a session out there I surfed it for my first time when I was 17 years old and I was terrified but I had the wave of my life and that really launched my passion for big wave surfing Um, and so from that moment onwards I started to veer away from the contest scene and the small waves Mm. and I started chasing big waves around the world places like Hawaii Indonesia Australia Europe and uh, now I'm 26 I've been doing it for 9-10 years and Basically, I, I look for um, big storms happening around the world. And when it all comes together, I book a ticket, chase it. And a few days later, I'm surfing uh, somewhere crazy. And it's normally big, crazy, scary, powerful waves. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly seem like you do love it. Now, you've obviously turned this into your career and your lifestyle. And I mean, as we're, we're chatting about talents and, and how to take it to the next level, Sitting there, finding a storm swell chart, obviously appearing somewhere, and I know you're a fan of Ireland. I I see you're always in Ireland. How easy (laughs) is it to do that kind of thing, to pack up, pack the boards, Mm. obviously take a cameraman or something like that? What What is the process in that? You see a swell and you start going, right, pick up the phone, get onto the sponsors, look at this, look... How, yeah. how does that process work? Yeah, so obviously I'm not doing competitions, so I get my sponsors' exposure through, I, I provide them with content, like very exciting big wave content. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the process in between swells, you kind of pl- do as much planning as you can so that you're ready to go when a big swell pops up. Yeah. And then when it does, you pretty much, you first can see the swell about seven days out. And you normally will watch it for like two days. You'll talk to the people, the locals in the area to see if it's on. And then suddenly uh, you find yourself on your way to the airport, booking a ticket on the way, 
throwing all your boards into a board bag and whether it's your wetsuit or your board shorts and it, it can be very, very stressful because you're flying in, you're landing totally jet lagged. Like earlier this year, I, f- yeah. I chased a swallow over to Hawaii and from South Africa, it takes about 40 hours to get there. I arrived um, totally jet lagged and we were expecting 60 to 80 foot waves to be uh, happening in the next two days. Yeah. So then you still got to gather all your equipment. Hopefully your boards are arriving and then you have to show up there on the day. You have to get in the right mindset to tackle fear because yeah. fear can be so crippling, especially in big wave surfing, obviously. And it takes a lot of um, preparation. My faith plays a big part, mental preparation. You visualize yourself successfully riding the biggest wave of the day. Mm. You have to get excited instead of the fear taking over and the doubt. You got to have confidence. You got to step up and on the day you got to be feeling good. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, you're like giving me goosebumps <laughs> down my neck here. So the wave that you're surfing was Jaws, yes. PIE, is that correct? Yes. And exactly. I believe you guys got it ridiculously large. Yeah. Um, it's always terrifying going over to Jaws because you know you're going to be out there probably seeing the biggest waves of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, this particular day, I went down to the cliff and we looked out and there were probably 70 foot high waves coming through. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, it's just totally terrifying. You go stand on the rocks and I always like to have a moment on the rocks uh, with a prayer and like a meditation. I try to still myself and gather all because your thoughts are running crazy and you yeah. think it's life and death and all this stuff. And well, you got it, gotta, is. <laughs> I mean, it is. You are surfing six, seven story buildings yeah. that are moving. So yes, it is. But I mean, you have to kind of uh, dig deep. And for me, uh, I believe big wave surfing is this gift I've been given and it's my passion. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually really excites me when I have the opportunity to challenge all the preparation I've been putting in. Yeah. And uh, you find yourself out there, out the back, and when a huge wave comes your way and your instinct's telling you not to go, <laughs> and then you say, no, this is actually what I'm here for. I'm here for a reason. Yeah. And right here, right now, I'm supposed to be here. And you spin and you go. And when you paddle into one of those monsters and make it, it's, that's when you really feel like you're living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. So joining me on air, as I said earlier on, Mr. Matthew Bromley, professional surfer and big wave charger and chaser, uh, launching the new movie. So where, where did the whole idea for Risky Ripples come about? How, how does that work? Cause I know you guys work extensively with, uh, with photographers, with filmers. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of good exports that come out of Comiki. <laughs> and um, we've got young Mikey February that's on the, the WSLW. WCT now, yep. uh, Jeremy Loops would be the other one, yes. and yourself. So, I mean, putting this all together, as you say, showcasing your content and your talent, yep. how does it work with the filming and, you know, putting a crew together, etc.? Yeah. So, I was very uh, lucky enough to work with this guy from Australia. He's a fantastic filmmaker, and him and I put a proposal together for Monster Energy, and they put all the money behind the film, and basically, we are looking to chase down the riskiest waves around the globe and make a film about it. And the basic idea with the name Risky Ripples, like a ripple... Every single wave, every swell, it starts off with a ripple. And if it's under the right conditions, it has the opportunity to become a 60-foot wave at yours, yeah. you know. Uh, so the idea is that everybody has a talent. Everyone has a passion. And if you nurture it and you push yourself and you step out of your comfort zone, you can yeah. really achieve something wonderful. So that's the idea behind the film. And in the film, we, uh, we go over to Australia Indonesia and Ireland. So we've got a 
mix of be- the beautiful tropics. We got crazy, scary waves breaking on rocks in Australia. And then over in Ireland, it's freezing cold and we're waiting for these massive storms to hit the coast. While everyone's sitting by the fire, we're going out and trying to surf these big stormy waves. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the mix that we're dealing with. Very, very, very cool. Now, for, for the, the talent out there, I mean, who are some of the, the youngsters that are coming through the realms at the moment? Like, are there, are there any ones that you've identified? Obviously, South African would be nice, but who, who are the youngsters that need to be an eye kept on them? Yeah, well, I mean, it's so exciting to, well, first off, obviously, Geordie Smith coming out of Durban, South Africa, he's been chasing the, the world title for many years and we haven't had anyone um, kind of close to his ability for a while. And now we've got Mikey February from Komiki who's on the world tour and he's Mikey. taking it <laughs> to the, the top surfers in the world. It's so exciting. And, um, yeah, we've got some of the most incredible young surfers coming up in the world and mm-hmm. they just need the opportunity to hit the big leagues and get exposure out there. So there's definitely a lot of amazing young talent coming out and mm-hmm. it's very, very exciting. It is an exciting time. It certainly is an exciting time. I think someone needs to put a wave pool in Johannesburg. <laughs> <coughs> hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, you do have Sun City, I believe. Yeah, everyone says that. <laughs> you ever surf Sun City? It's really nothing to uh, it's ride nothing home special, yeah. No, unfortunately it isn't. Plus, it's not really Johannesburg. It is <laughs> there so anyway moving on um okay so obviously with 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 honing in on talents and things like that now your preparation your workout regime your eating looking after your body as your temple i mean you're what like six foot eight <laughs> no, what are you six four six four yeah yeah you're a tall guy yeah. so what kind of prep goes into that you know i mean as i said yeah. eating uh mental preparation and yeah. and training and things what's what have you got what what's your regime yeah well i think um all the 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 physical training is very very important um i tried to replicate because the thing is with surfing big waves is you don't have a big swell all the time so no. the best training obviously is time in the water in big surf um and so what i like to try to do is replicate that and spend time in the pool um i like to get my heart rate up and then do underwater lengths so you actually picture yourself in a wipeout with your heart rate <laughs> buzzing because in those big waves your adrenaline is up like you feel like you can't even hold your breath for 10 seconds under the water so you have to be comfortable in a very uncomfortable situation with mm. tons and tons of water above you pushing you deep you can feel the pressure on your ears and you know you can only come up when the wave releases you so um, I'd like to spend a lot of time in the water I do spearfishing here and there um, obviously surfing is um, the best preparation for that yep. uh, I like to also ha- just have a balanced diet I'm not crazy into what I eat but the right every meal that i have i like to balance protein carbs and veg and greens um and then all of that preparation really the physical prep goes into making your mind feel at ease and i feel like that is the most important part of it so when you're standing on the rocks and and the waves are really big you kind of feel either feel very unprepared and you feel very unconfident or you feel like you're ready for this um and as i said before my faith plays a really big role believe this is kind of what i've been created to do yeah and when i'm out there in the waves i feel like uh, there's that movie that was made called in god's hands and i really feel like that and i feel amazing peace when i'm surfing these big waves and that's right where i'm supposed to be so yeah love it beautiful stuff beautiful stuff okay so let's let's go through a couple of like little fun questions i mean answer whatever comes to mind first sure. what as a professional surfer what's your most used app um 
Probably Instagram. Probably Instagram. <laughs> I love checking Flight out. Flight Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love checking out what's going on around the world with all the different surfers and yeah. Yeah, there are some really cool clips being made up by all the other surfers. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I've seen that. Okay. <laughs> Tell us something about yourself that perhaps not many people know. Um, well, I'm only 26, but I'm getting married next month. <laughs> That's right. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And then it seems like, uh, like big wave surfing is like everything now. Suddenly that's all become so small and uh, this new chapter of my life is so, so exciting. And yeah, it's been unbelievable. Unreal. <laughs> Guys, if you could see the smile on his face right now, completely <laughs> honest and genuine in that. Yeah, that is a whole, whole new chapter. Yeah. So that actually leads me to the question. Where do you find yourself in the next five years? What, what's the aim? Um, well, yeah, um, getting married, obviously, there's going to be a lot of changes happening in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, moving in with the lady, Jade, and obviously considering her and trying to also, she's got, she's a, a psychologist and she's helping young people also that have tr- suffered uh, trauma and all sorts of terrible things. So that's her passion. I'll try to support her in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, obviously, I love surfing and I'm not putting that on the back burner at all. I'm mm-hmm. still, it's still my passion and what excites me and I'm watching the charts and when the big swells come around, I'm going to be chasing them. And Brilliant. as long as I still have support from guys like Monster and Billabong, um, I'm going to be chasing the big swells around the world. And hopefully in doing that, I can inspire other people to, to chase their dreams. And I've really got a heart for younger people. There's a lot of things these days that's pushing people to go straight into corporate, into business, and people are scared to chase their passions and their dreams. So I just would like to encourage people that it is a lot of hard work chasing yeah. your passion, but well, it's so rewarding when you're, in, when you're uh, experiencing it and you, you, you're going big in, in the thing you love most. Do you think that now that it's the fourth industrial revolution, obviously we're all online and everything's going on, do you think it's a little bit easier for youngsters nowadays to be able to chase their passion? I mean, it's it's no longer the, the days are gone where you had to be a doctor, accountant or lawyer in order to make money. There are opportunities available and everything. I mean, do you find that? Sure. Yeah, I think that like the online platforms, um, whatever you're doing, you can uh, there's an opportunity for you to get yourself out there through the Internet, uh, whether it's through social media, through videos on YouTube and um new apps popping up all the time that um yeah there's you you can really do whatever you want to do um and you got to work hard at it but yeah it's out there you can do it yeah yeah i like that a lot i like (laughs) that a lot okay now just jumping over to the other side your father john has played a very integral part into your your well into you as a person in every aspect i mean i remember when i was commentating surfing events john would probably be the first one at the beach he would probably try and catch a couple of waves himself (laughs) he'd be the last one there he would assist you with everything i mean is that still the relationship you guys have got yeah it's my dad's been really awesome um he took me surfing for my first time when i was six years old and he just loved surfing, but his dad pushed him quite strongly into um, becoming a lawyer. Yeah. And um, he's the funniest lawyer because he's he's got like a nice office and he's got good status in his company. But all he wants to do is go surfing. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's been surfing now for 53 years, I think. I and it's so inspiring that he's just so excited about it. Um and yeah, the relationship was really cool because he 
kind of taught me in the beginning everything I knew and he used to take me out he was surfing pretty big waves back then mm. when I was growing up and he used to take me out to the to those big waves and really help me and give me pointers and then um, maybe around like 15, 16, 17 I kind of overtook him yeah, yep. <laughs> and I started dragging him and then dragging him out to the big waves and I think he surfed Sunset Reef which is a pretty crazy big wave and he started surfing that when he was 58 years old so like it's never too late to, yep. to start charging <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah he's a legend he made the front cover of the newspaper I think when he was 60 surfing a big wave out in front of the house so, really? yeah he's oh, been so cool. really inspiring for me and uh Still, actually, at the end of this month, we're going on a father-son surf trip together to Indonesia, and it's like the first one we're doing, and I'm so pumped for it. Jeez, you've got a lot going on at the moment, eh? <laughs> yeah. Releasing movies, getting married, and going on surf trips. Guys, you can live this life, too. We're talking with Matthew Bromley here, <laughs> professional surfer on Cliff Central, on Inspired Youth Essay. Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio with us. Tell us something, though. What What is a lesson that's something maybe your mom or your dad taught you or still teach you yeah. that you've never forgotten what's something that they've what what words of advice did your parents give you that you you kind of stick with um i think that um my dad's always ingrained in me that whatever passion you follow whatever you do work hard at it yeah so even if you are a surfer a professional works at least eight hours a day at what he is doing yeah. um so he's encouraged me to um, always have a balanced lifestyle and work hard at whatever you're doing and um, I did a degree business degree part-time while mm-hmm. I was doing my surfing and that really helped also to balance things and keep things in perspective so you're not just absolutely obsessed with one thing yeah and yeah I guess just whatever you do put your heart and soul into it and work harder at it and believe in yourself that you can achieve your dreams yeah there we go loving it loving it loving it okay so give us the details of risky ripples one more time for the premiere tonight in johannesburg so the it's going to be at seven o'clock tonight uh at rosebank scout hall and i don't actually know the exact address of that being in traffic we we won't uh, we won't blame you on that one <laughs> but uh yeah so pull in we're going to have some um giveaways we're actually going to be raising money for the nine miles surf project which is an amazing outreach project in cape town um so there's some amazing billabong and ocean earth giveaways and i'll give a little talk kind of on o- overcoming fear mm-hmm. and a little background to the project and yeah, it's going to be a good time. So come pull in. Fantastic. Lovely. Matthew Bromley, professional surfer here talking about talent on Inspired Youth SA. Of course, on Cliff Central, your number one radio station. This is cliffcentral.com. And we're back. Welcome back to Inspired Youth SA. The number one uh, show on the number one channel. I'm trying to get someone's attention when I say that, but it doesn't work. Anyway, Inspired Youth SA, the show where the youngsters get to showcase their talents and obviously try and engage with adult listeners, professionals, educators, influencers, etc. to try and showcase that it is a younger world and it's a fabulous world and that uh, the youngsters are the future. So I think we should listen to them. Today we are talking about talent. We just did a wonderful interview with a young man called Matthew Bromley professional surfer um, someone who's just about to get married a big wave surfer and going on some surf trips and launching movies so do go and check out Risky Ripples it's in Rosebank tonight it is going to be a 
hell of a show. And if you know the surfing community, it's going to be a whole lot of fun with a whole lot of giveaways from a whole lot of great sponsors. So do go and check that out. Seven o'clock in Rosebank, we'll be showcasing Risky Ripples. But joining me in studio now are two talented young ladies, Matida and Luzibo Moyo. Hello. Hi. There we go. <laughs> that, that is correct, eh? Yes. Matita and Lazebo. Yes. yes. Okay, so the reason we've invited these two youngsters onto the show today is not only because they are doing something extraordinary and uh, deserve all the credibility for it, but they actually looked after their own PR. And at 16 years old, young Matita emailed us saying, this is what we're doing with a wonderfully written email. This is what we're doing. This is what we're up to. Would you be interested in having us on the show? So it was an offer I simply could not refuse. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Okay, so Matita, let's start with you just give us a little bit of your background your name your age where you're from or not your name we know your name <laughs> your age where you're back from um where you're from and and what's going on in your world at the moment okay well hi everyone my name is matira as you already know i'm 16 years old um i'm from johannesburg my family is originally from zimbabwe and basically i've been doing drama since i was eight years old and originally i was doing it just because we would get sweets at the end of the lesson (laughs) so i was going for the sweets and somewhere along the way i ended up enjoying it and i competed in the um national i state fit and i actually won an award so i realized that hey i'm actually kind of good at this so slowly i started falling more and more in love with drama and acting and when I was 12 years old, I decided that I wanted to do it as a career. And my parents and my family and friends were all very supportive of it. So there was never a moment where I doubted myself. Okay, so we're getting back into that self-doubt <laughs> thing. Doesn't work, does yeah, it? No, Self-doubt, I'm going to do anything for you guys. Okay, and your story? Uh, I'm Nizibo, I'm 12 years old, and I was the monkey see, monkey do. So I saw my <laughs> sister start at the age 8, so I was like, at the age 8, I'm also going to start drama. And then I did the exact same thing. And when she started, I said, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and prove her wrong. I'm also good at drama. Ooh. So I did that, and I did great in it. And then after that, I was like, you know what, this this might be a good path for me. Okay, so um, so it is monkey see, monkey do, and you're looking up to the sister. But I can, if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking in your eyes. I can see there's a little bit of a competitive nature between you two. Is that right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I thought so. Okay, so um, so so we're, we're talking all about talents today. Now, you two young ladies have been invited or been given the opportunity to go and perform at the Arts Talent Showcase in Florida, USA. Yes, that's so- incredible. Yeah, it's a really amazing opportunity. We'll be able to showcase our talents in front of talent scouts from major markets such as, you know, New York, LA, Miami, Atlanta, um, and it's people from Nickelodeon, Disney, and so many people have started their careers through the arts. So this would be an amazing opportunity for us to not only get um, recognition, but to also just learn things from influential people that are in the industry. And get amongst everyone. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Now, Luzibo, you are 12 years old and you're going over for the acting side of things. Strictly yes, acting, correct? I am. Okay. So why? Why acting? Uh, uh When I started drama, I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove my sister wrong. <laughs> then I actually... I actually started enjoying like finding different characters and not being myself and not being the little shy girl that I am at school, but at home I'm loud. 
And I liked being different characters and being a different person every day. So I started acting. Okay. So do do people think you're crazy? Or do they just think that you're talented? <laughs> uh, some people think I'm crazy. Some people talented. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Okay, so we're chatting to Matida and Luzibu Moyo, uh, 12 and 16-year-old respectively, that have been invited over to uh, perform at the Arts Talent Showcase in Florida, USA, coming up soon. Now, when is this? Um, it's happening in July and going into early August. Okay, wow. So, so it's just around the corner. Answer, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, and you're going to go over to North America for yes. our winter, so you'll be there for summer. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Florida during summer. That sounds fantastic. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I kind of want to see some of these personalities or some of these characters <laughs> you've developed. So maybe okay. we can do that in a, in a second. But I see mom is here and mom has been driving you around profusely. And I can yes, obviously yes. from the email that you guys wrote me, I mean, as I introduced myself to her, I was like, hi, are you mom? And she said, no, I'm the Uber driver. <laughs> Does mom do a lot of carting you around yes, to castings and auditions? Yes. Yeah, because we do a lot of things and meetings and interviews and all of that. So she drives us around to everything. So we're rarely ever at home on the weekends and parties as well and going out with friends. She's like driving us around to all those places. Unreal. Unreal. Okay. So let's, let's, let's explore talent a little bit further now. Okay. So Matita, 16 years old, you've obviously, how, how do you work? On your talent So you're obviously I assume you've got the aspirations Of being a top actress Yes And I know you do the modeling side of things as well How do you work on your talents In order to achieve what it is that you want to achieve Um, I usually just first work on building a holistic character That just has many sides to it So it's not just like a flat plain character and from there I just practice and practice every night before I go to bed in the shower I just go over lines go over lines over and over again until it's natural and not so much scripted right okay your side of things are you are you just competing (laughs) uh no because I have my big sister to help me ask me did you practice did you practice even (laughs) on my board it says 10 times in the night 10 times in the morning 10 times in the afternoon Sunday you have to show us what you have come up with so I have her and I always try to find a different side maybe my character's evil then I try to see how she can be good in some way so I always try to find the good side or the bad side of that character Okay, so I mean, obviously, having done Steadfords and and things like that in the past, yes. I, I do know what that is. I <laughs> also come from a from an acting background. Um, do you girls go to a lot of castings, auditions? Is there is there that kind of market up here? Um, yes, there is. Originally, we didn't. We would just do Steadford and competitions like that. But recently, we have started exploring the other side with castings and auditions and all of that stuff. Okay, so is, is, who, oh, let me ask you, do you prefer stage or screen? Um, I haven't had much time on screen. I've mostly been on stage, but I do find screen very interesting and I would love to get more time on screen. So I think even though I haven't been on screen that mm. much, I do definitely prefer screen. screen. Uh, I'm used to stage and like remembering all my lines because uh screen i'm not really used to so maybe one day because i love doing plays and all that i don't really like going behind the screen because then you have so many people like the cast and the crew and everyone watching you but i rather have like a whole audience watching me and clapping on for me so yeah i'd rather have 
a stage. There is something quite exhilarating about having yeah, a couple of hundred or a dozen or thousand people stand up and applaud a performance yeah. that you've done. What is one of the one of the standout moments that you've had, Matita? What what are what are one of the what, when was the moment? Let me ask you that. When was the moment that you decided, right, this is something that I'd actually like to take more seriously and do on a professional level, ideally towards a career and a lifestyle? Um, when I was, I think I was in grade six, I competed in the I stayed for it. And I remember the day that we went to compete was just a mess. I didn't have my costume ready. <laughs> we were late. So I had to go hire a costume. And when you got there, everyone has already had already started and they skipped me. So I had to go on a bit later. And then I just was like, okay, let's just forget all of the stresses and everything that's just happened and focus on portraying the character. And I did that and I actually came best in my age group in our district Mm -hmm. so in that moment I was like oh actually I'm actually really good at this and then um, in grade 8 when we started high school we were allowed to perform in the house plays and I'd never actually been in a play I'd only done monologues and you know one minute duologues with like friends Mm -hmm. and then so I had the opportunity to perform in a play and it was very new to me because there were so many lines that I had to learn and I was freaking out and I was starting to sort of doubt myself throughout the whole process because the teachers would be like, you know, project, do this, do this. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing everything wrong. And on the night, I just went out and I did my best. And I actually ended up winning Best Supporting Actress for my role. Look at you go. Love it. Zeebo, when it comes down to remembering lines and remembering places on stage, oh yeah, it is a little bit like that. How, how, do you have any tricks? Is there anything that you do? Uh, I actually put all my words into a song and then I'm like, okay, let's remember the song. And then when I go on stage, I'm about to sing the song. Then I'm like, wait, wait, their words actually. So then I say them and then I remember in my head. I always have like all my lines down in my head and I remember, okay, I said this line. Next line And then I always Try to remember But if I forget a line No one knows What my lines are Actually So then I'm like Exactly No one knows If you get it wrong Don't don't they Now I actually remember Doing that I did a play At the Baxter Theatre I was in a play Called Shadowlands Which is a life story Of C.S. Lewis Who wrote the line The Witch in the Wardrobe And I played his son Or her son Young Douglas Gresham And I had to walk on stage In one scene And walk up to him With a book And ask him for a signature and as I walked on stage, I'd forgotten the book. Oh no. So my one task that I had to do, so I was just job. sitting there. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> and I'm just standing there and I'm making eye contact with him and he's like looking at me and he goes, you're right, young man. I was like, yes. He's like, and he pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket. He's like, why don't I sign this and you can <laughs> stick it in your book? And I remember going, <sighs> yeah, that's the so biggest fear. <laughs> Has, have there been any, I don't like to say slip ups or mess ups or lessons learned in acting that you know what not to do again? Yeah, in last year's house plays, our cast, we were just always joking at practice and someone would mess up their line and then we'd laugh about it for like <laughs> 10 years and never got on. We never actually did a full run through throughout the whole three months that we were practicing. But we were like so um, confident in ourselves as a cast and we we're like, no guys, we got this, you know, we're the best, we're going to go out and win house plays. And on the night, someone forgot their line. So it just was like this silence and no one in the audience actually noticed the silence. But as the cast, you felt like the silence went on for 10 minutes and they were going to like cut us off and be like, thanks, that was their play. So yeah, that was definitely a learning lesson that in practice, in like rehearsal times, you should use your time wisely. Right, yeah. right. 
And your side was evil? Uh, I had a nice dead fit and it was about my, I was doing my piece and then I, I had forgot my whole entire thing. So I was like, okay, let me just improvise. And my, when I came off stage, my mom was like, nothing of that made sense. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tried. I tried. Okay. So let's go through a couple of uh, questions and answers. And then I'm going to ask you to do a little monologue. Okay. Would, okay. would that be all right? Yeah. Okay. So we, we always just have some like fun little questions and answers here. So let's see where we're going with it. Okay. So, um, Luziba, on to you first. Okay. What or who inspires you? Uh, Charlie's their own because. She came from South Africa and now she's at the top. So she is at the top, isn't she? Okay, cool, cool. Um, Matida, what do you do when you are in the car? Or what 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 do you think about a lot of the time? I usually listen to music when I'm in the car. Okay, unfortunately, yeah. you're clearly <laughs> not driving yet, are you? Yeah, no, no not not just yet. Seen. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask both of you at the same time. When when you grow up, I mean, what is the idea? Actress. Model, yes. that's it? Uh, if I don't become an actress, I would like to become a historian because I like history. A historian? Now, that's something you don't hear too often. Matilda, do um, you have a fallback? I would like to open my own production company and release my own movies. Um Hopefully direct and screenwrite myself as well. Jeez, so this so. really is ingrained in your <laughs> yeah. blood, isn't it? This is like in your DNA, thick and thin. Okay, fantastic. Um... Would you rather be chased or would you rather chase someone? Uh, both of them contains running, so I'd rather be chased. You'd rather be chased. Do you think you'll get away from someone if you're being chased? Yeah. How about your side? I think I'd rather chase someone because if I'm being chased, is this person trying to kill me no. or what's going on? <laughs> well, the question actually relates to inspiration. Is it, oh, is okay. It like, <laughs> if you're in second place, do you want it to be at number one so badly that you're going to get it? Or if you're in first place, can you hold first place? Yeah. Um, that's kind of the idea. That's a difficult question. Okay, well, we can come back to it if you don't mind. <laughs> okay, so... Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? So let's go. Let's go through a little bit of a monologue. Okay. Have you guys okay. prepared anything, or do you know what it is that you do? Um, go, George. Okay. This is a monologue. I'm glad you all could make it here tonight, gentlemen. I know this means a lot to you, but I know that you all know that it's my duty to have you here. You are men, aren't you? And tonight you're going to prove it. So come with me, stand up straight, and pick up your instruments. Hey you! I said straight. Hey, very nice. Okay. Lucibo is styling. I like that a lot. What's that from? I feel uh, like I recognize that. I don't know. I found it off the internet, so. Uh. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so this is from The Fault in Our Stars, which is one of my favorite movies. The what, sorry? The Fault in Our Stars. Ah. Yeah. I just want to say, there'll come a time when, you know, all of us are dead. It may be tomorrow. It may be a million years from now, but it's going to happen. And at the end of the day, none of us are going to live forever. Oblivion is inevitable, dude. And if that scares you, then I suggest you ignore it. Scene. Scene. <laughs> oh, very nice, ladies. Very, very, very nice. I'm liking this very much. Um, what is your definition of success? Um, I think it's just living your best life and being happy. 
with what you are doing in your life. I don't think it has anything to do with money or your status in life. I think it's just knowing that you're comfortable with where you're at in, in life and you feel as though you have achieved everything that you want to achieve or you are on your way to achieving everything. That is just great. That's success. Yeah, that's success. Uh, I think it's when you're happy with yourself, when you feel peace in your life and you don't feel like I need to get anything more, but you still want to get something more, then that's not, you're not successful in your life. You don't feel happy. This is exactly why we bring these young ladies onto the show like this. They have knowledge. They, they're like wise beyond their <laughs> years. We're loving this. So guys, if you're listening, please do tweet at us or, uh, throw any comments your way or our way at inspired youth SA, hashtag inspired youth SA, and always add Cliff Central com. You got any questions or anything like that? Would like to get in touch with Matilda Lazibo Moyo, two young ladies that are off to the arts talent showcase in the US. So let's have a little bit more of a chat about the actual event. Do you, I mean, you girls have clearly done your research and things like yeah, this. Yeah. How, how does it all work? What, what, what's going on there? I mean, obviously there's talent scouts and things yes. like that, but how does the whole system work? Um, well, for a large bit of the, the week that you were there, you're going to be, there's going to be workshops from people that are already in the industry and they're going to be teaching you things like fighting on camera, um, modeling workshops, dancing workshops, singing workshops for all the singers. So you can attend all of those to learn more about how the industry actually works. And then on the last few days, that's when you perform for, the people in the industry who can scout you and at then at the end then you have open interviews and callbacks where you can now meet the people who are interested in maybe working with you in the future and you can ask them questions and learn things from them and they can help you to sort of establish how to build a portfolio okay okay anything else from your side uh yeah and you also go to like the New York Film Academy we spend like 2 days in New York and we go to the New York Film Academy we have one day off and we learn more things from Elsa B than I ever knew so and Kim Myers Kim Myers is a great person Kim she Myers loves built tong so <laughs> <laughs> she must be a great person then now is mom ubering you uh yes yeah she is or at least joining <laughs> you companioning with yeah, you yeah she is over. um Hopefully, yeah, she'll be able to join us um, and just to help us and for moral support because when me and my sister are alone, we tend to fight a lot because I'm very hard on her and she doesn't take that very easily. So she starts crying. So we just need mom there to take care of her. Just be, just be in the middle. Kind yeah. Of right. Okay. Okay. So kind of ending off, what, what, what would be some advice that you've got with regards to honing your talent and living the best life, as you say, and having that success story at the end. But what is your advice to your peers, to people that may be listening that would like to you know, get some inspiration from you? Um, I think just to, first of all, believe in yourself and work really hard. You can't just have talent and expect everything to come to you. You have to work, you have to go out there and you have to get it. Because there are so many opportunities, especially in today's world with social media. There's so many ways to find opportunities and so many new innovative things that you can do. And you just need to find those places where you belong and you can make yourself known and, you know, make yourself recognized and just work really hard on your talent because it's not just going to fall in your lap. 
Practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice, practice. And from your side? Uh, as my sister said, practice and always try hard and don't expect everything to come just your way. So if you start an Instagram account one day, it's not like when you wake up, you're going to have like 50k the next. You still have to work <laughs> and you have to wait and you have to, you're not going to get verified the next day because you have so many fan accounts. And if you start a YouTube account, you're not going to get like 1000 subscribers in one day. You have to wait. And, during that waiting process you can still practice you can still like let yourself out there you can say hey go follow my instagram hey go subscribe to my youtube you can do so many other things to get subscribers you can go to a random person on the road and say go follow my instagram i don't care if you don't have it you can download the app today is that a big part of everything that you do, the whole the following side of things. Yeah, I think yeah. social media is a very big part. Um, Your you phone get, hasn't stopped buzzing yeah. since you walked in. Here. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, "Yeah, you're on radio." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think social media is a very big part because it's connecting you to people from all around the world, and they can see you, and you can be scouted through social media. And so many people have been scouted through social media. And things like websites on the internet, you know, things like SoundCloud, YouTube, those type of things have really helped a lot of people to make their dreams come true. Try and try and try again and don't let that self-belief ever go away from you in any way, shape or form. You are and have been listening to Inspired Youth SA here on Cliff Central. From our side of things, um, obviously just wanted to say thank you to the ladies for joining us in here. We'll have a little end off just now, but just in a couple of announcements, we've uh, concluded the High School Career Expo in Cape Town over the weekend at Cavendish Square. A couple of hundred fantastically excited youngsters down there, so a very big thank you and well done to the guys at High School Career Expo and, of course, Cavendish Square for being such wonderful hosts. Coming up around the corner, there are a couple of events in May, but I can't seem to open my calendar right now, so I'll tell you about the ones in June. We have the Gauteng Provincial Government's Annual Youth Month Celebrations, where we will have 150,000 people congregate over a 10-day period at Nazareth Center. So a very big thank you to the Gauteng Provincial Government for putting together such a fantastic event. Inspired Youth will be hosting the main stage on the 9th, as well as the 16th, which of course is Youth Day, down at Nazrik. And we have got some rather interesting name celebrities coming our way. I don't want to burst the bubble just yet, but um, we're going to have celebrities on stage, giveaways, performances. Maybe we can even entice these young ladies to come and join <laughs> us. You never know. Also, waiting on a sign-off for tomorrow, but it looks like we are going to, drumroll please, make an attempt on a Guinness World Record at the event. So, more news to follow in that. I'll leave that for now. Another event in June is on the 15th and 16th of June. Of course, it is Edu Week. It's at the Ticker Pro Dome. Go and check them out online and see all the interesting things that are going on there. Young Candice Modicelli and myself are going to be hosting the awards dinner evening. She is obviously from uh, Generations. And um, yeah, so we're going to be doing that. And then at the same time, Pride Factor is very proud to announce that we are launching our online academy in the second term. So we're going to be doing that in the next few weeks. As soon as you guys get back to school, our online academy that teaches you life skills, business acumen, and basis of entrepreneurship, and how to present yourself, and how to look after your social media account, and how to write emails like you have written to us here. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Just life skills that you may or may not know. We're, uh, we're very excited to be launching our online academy. 
So girls, in ending, any little message that you would like to uh, throw out there to any of your loyal fans or followers or new fans and followers? Um, thank you everyone for tuning in if you listen. Shout out to Cameron Harris for tuning in <laughs> and letting me know that she was listening. Um, yeah, guys, don't give up on your dreams. You know, follow your dreams and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone who is listening and listening to us. And I hope what we said inspires some of you. And don't forget to follow our social media. It's all Lizibo Moyo and Matida Moyo. Um, mine is, my Instagram is Matida dot underscore and my Twitter is Matida Moyo. And my Instagram is Lizibo underscore Moyo and my Twitter is just Lizibo Moyo. My mom. Looks after all these accounts, please don't. Yeah. I was actually going to say, firstly, guys, we'll obviously be sharing the social media platforms on our social media platforms. So do check out Inspired Youth SA. But I think that if you two girls don't give a thank you to mom, uh, you might be walking home. <laughs> thank, thank you, mom. <laughs> guys, it's been another fun, fantastic and interesting insight into the youth of today on Inspired Youth SA. Catch us next week as we go bigger, better, faster, more. Thank you for listening. This is cliffcentral.com.